Okay. I got a joke. <clears throat> I don't know if I want to hear it. Yeah, you're going to hear it anyway. Did you hear about the cheese factory explosion in France? Where are you going with this? <laughs> there was debris everywhere. <laughs> you're dumb. <laughs> Welcome to Intermission, a show about anything and everything band related, proving the band is fun. My name's Kim Shuttlesworth. And I'm Riaz Muhammad. In today's episode of Spring Cleaning, we'll discuss the sprint to spring break. <laughs> That's how we started on this Monday morning. Hi. <laughs> I started out this morning like this. Because I went to the gym super early to get back in my habit. I'm way more awake today, aren't I? Yeah. It's the gym. Yeah. Yes, you are. I woke up at 530 and decided that I'm not doing the gym this morning. Oh, so. happy Monday. Oh, yeah. Listen, it's already been an event the last 30 seconds. We won't discuss. But anyhow, let's just say that we're finally recording. Yeah. It's always us. And I have memorized my favorite sound sample, so I'm ready. I'm ready to go now. Okay. Great. I'm ready to go. Okay. Can't wait. What are we talking about this week? Uh, lots of things. Quick event rundown happening this week, and then um, we'll talk about some spring cleaning things, how we're going to get to spring break, which is in 10 school days. We can from make now. it, folks. If you are yeah. one of those that has it 10 days from now, we're almost there. If you don't have it f- 10 days from now, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't go 15. Yeah. You uh, could if you needed to. Uh, I mean, yes. I mean, everybody could use extra time, right? It's but true. That's not the way the world works. It is not. Um, but I, let me tell you what happened to me this morning. I got in the car, mm-hmm. ready to go. Yeah. Um, dressed in my like work dress clothes, my ID badge is clipped onto my belt loop, and this will come in handy later. The way I have my ID badge, it's like this hard plastic thing with several openings that is attached to like. So you don't those, bend it like mine. No, one of those retractable things that I clip on my belt loop. Got it. So I get in the car, put my scores and all my stuff in my passenger seat because the back seat has the dog thing in it, um, and I put my cup of coffee because I couldn't find the travel mug. I know there's so many steps. Um, put my cup of coffee in the center console, threw my stuff in the passenger seat, went to bring my arm back to the steering wheel or uh-huh. the button to start the car, and I totally did not knock over the entire cup of coffee into my lap. Was so, it hot? No, actually, it was kind of room temperature. It had been gross. In, no, I'm I'm fine with that. With room temperature coffee? Uh, maybe it was it was like Luke warm that's still disgusting that's that's not the point of the story so i had to either be hot or very cold i'm moving on uh i ran up stairs and threw everything in the washing machine and now i'm wearing jeans and i came to work and discovered that there was coffee still in my id patch holder (laughs) sad trombone (laughs) yeah how's your monday going i mean i got up at 5 a.m I got ready. I went to the gym. I did all the things I needed to do. I got my heart rate where it needed to go. 
I did have a little massage chair moment. Oh. I did. When I had, are we getting those? The massage chairs? Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll put it on my wish list for the boosters. Listen, not that we're putting them on blast, but the band staff at CTJ. They do have massage chairs. Have massage chairs. There's like a massage chair room. I know. The PTA got it for them. For the school, not just the band directors. Oh. It's not just the band directors. Well, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. No, not just for them. Rupa. <laughs> yeah, come on, Rupa. Just kidding. Education but, Foundation. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, um, yeah, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to cook myself breakfast because it's... Oh, what'd hell- you make? I just made eggs. Oh. And two slices of bacon. Made it easy. And... I had orange, uh, orange, a really good orange, but it was gigantic, so I couldn't finish it. So I did that, and then I got dressed, and then I cleaned my room. This weekend, I um, organized, started reorganizing my closet, and uh-huh. I donated a whole lot of stuff to Goodwill. Yeah, I don't have any clothes to wear. Yeah, I don't either, but it's okay. Um, I still have, doesn't look like I donated anything in my <laughs> closet. Um, so... I have a little bit more to go on well, what I'm going to wear and what I'm going to Like wear. it's going to be summer today. It's 92 in Dallas at some point. Oh, is it? So yeah, I don't, sleeves. I don't have, I don't have summer clothes. I don't have light. I don't have summer clothes. I have is plenty of winter clothes now. Okay. Yeah. But anyhow, it sounds like you need to go on a shopping spree. Yeah. But I don't have the money to do shopping spree because you know, wedding. What did we do yesterday? We'll talk about that. <clears throat> in the band hall. Oh, we had a shower. <laughs> Sorry. It's like... <laughs> What did I do? Her face went blank. Yeah. Sorry. We had a shower for baby McCutcheon. Cute little Joshua. Joshua. Isaac. It's okay. Somebody has a hard time with words sometimes. Sometimes I do. It's my fault. No, it's very cute. Kate put put it all together with some of her friends and it it was a lot of fun to come to and hang out. Let me tell you a story about loyalty in terms of that day. Uh huh. Okay, so Greg McCutcheon yeah. totally told me how many M&Ms. Oh, in the little guessing jar game? In the guessing yeah, yeah, yeah. jar, right? <laughs> That's cheating. Yeah, so he told me that I couldn't go over there and tell him. You know, but I wanted people to win. Sometimes your heart's a little too good. I know. I wanted people <laughs> to win. I know. <laughs> so I tell one of our kids, and I say, don't tell anybody. I mean, I even whispered it. This is how many are in there. Oh, we have, side note, we have this thing that we call circle of trust. So anytime we say it, it has to apply. Like you have to hold on to that. Yeah, secret. he broke circle of trust. It's what the children call gatekeeping now. It is. Yeah. And anyway. let me just tell you, I'm never telling him something again. That was your first problem. Is the kid whom you told. <laughs> I really thought we had bonded. Because <laughs> I would never... <laughs> I mean, I would if I had to, but... Yeah. (laughs) They warned me about him. (laughs) I did anyway. And so he started telling all these other people. What are you trying to figure out? I was trying to find sad trombone, but I'm not about to push... This is sad trombone. Okay. So I was like, I I will never tell you anything again. (laughs) I was like, we are done. You're like the godfather right now. He's like, I'm sorry. I was like, no, you're not. No, because he got free stuff out of it. He's like, I won't tell anyone else again. I was like, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. So he's out of the circle. 
Absolutely. Womp womp. Did that to yourself. I mean, any kid is in the circle when they don't do it, but <laughs> I was just like, you're definitely not. I was, and I was just trying to be like, hey, do something nice for someone. He's like, but I paid it forward. I was like, don't try me with that mess. <laughs> don't try me with that mess. No, but they had so many games. Okay. I did the baby food one. Ugh, no, I did it. No. Tech- okay. So there was this texture. Mm-hmm. There was, there's only one texture. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There was a station where you had to guess the baby food, like the flavor. And there were three different jars of baby food. Unlabeled, right? Unlabeled. Number one, number two, number three, right? And um, so none of us wanted to do it, right? And then I told the presidents, hey, you're doing it. Like, go. No one's doing that over there. Go and do it. And they're like, I don't want to. I was like, you're doing it. I probably should have thought about that, how forceful I was about it at first, but it ended up being fine. <laughs> Anyhow, so we walked over there and I was going to take a photo because I was like, I need photos of the event that, to put in the newsletter. Mm-hmm. And anyhow, I start looking at it and then some more kids tag along and it's a group of them and I'm like, okay, I'll do it with you. And they're like, okay, we'll do it. I don't know why it takes an adult to be like, yeah, I'll do it. So their first okay. one was quite good. It was mango. And I used to hate mango and I loved that. I would I would eat that baby food daily. The mango one. And then your favorite one, the second one was banana. But I thought it had cinnamon in it for some odd reason. And they looked at me like I was crazy. That makes me want to throw up. Right. It was banana. And then the last one, the last one I... I didn't taste it first, and then the kids brought it to me because I walked away. <laughs> and the kids brought it to me. Basically, they're like, you have to try it. Everyone else tried it. So I I think they might have filmed me. I'm not quite sure. Um, It was disgusting. <laughs> it was sweet potato. But it wasn't sweet potato the way I make sweet potato. It, it needed some love. Butter and some sugar butter and, and marshmallows. <laughs> no marshmallows. I don't like marshmallows that much. Oh. It needed butter and brown sugar. No, thank you. A Gerber, y'all can talk to me about <laughs> food. I want to be the Gerber baby. Could you imagine seeing my face on the jar? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would buy that food. <clears throat> that's that's disgusting. yes they would would they yeah no. you have a cute little face they'll do it <laughs> I feel sorry for you and do it your family at least buy it I don't know that's true but so anyhow I thought it was a fun taking photos I loved seeing all the alumni parents and there were alumni there too because there are a yeah. bunch of older kids obviously, yeah and alumni kids recognize. showing up but I loved yeah. seeing the the families again yeah. it's cute yeah and meeting new one meeting new alumni parents it was nice. Yeah. So that was fun. The baby shower was great. She got showered with many, 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 many gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, also, kids had I a didn't fun. know our brain hole could be that clean. <laughs> yeah, our brain hole's really clean now. So um, Now we just took the stuff and put them in other rooms. Well, it's not coming back. I don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> so That's fine. I'll throw it away. It's true. All of it. Yeah. But anyhow, that was fun. And then now, now we're at this week where we have Purely Rhythmic and our Winter Garden yeah, going to Austin. So both programs doing things this weekend. It's finally, I feel like it's been a while for us to have a normal week. Right. This is the our, first five yeah. day week we've had in a while. Yeah. 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 
Um, but for this episode, I think the thing that we wanted to dig into most is, is just about how do we cross that, I guess, intermediary line to get to spring break? Because chances are you're about to leave for an entire week and your kids aren't going to touch the instrument. Right. Because that's what I'm banking on. I don't know about you. Um, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I think some will, but yeah. Uh, my thing is always try and get through the entire program without no metronome but the week before you leave. Okay, I did that last week. Yeah, that's that's my goal this week. Is and to get before? This yeah. week is to get off the yep, mat? Yep, yep, off the mat, all the way through everything, all 25 minutes. That's that's a pretty stout program, but it's fine. Like, they've been doing okay. Um, How long is it? 25 minutes. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. How long is yours? Uh, 33.30, I think. Oh, it's not much longer. Yeah, no. Because uh, it can't be more than 35. <clears throat> yeah. So this week we're spending a lot of time, for me anyway, spending a lot of time in smaller section stuff. Like this this week I have three chances in Ensemble B where I don't have my percussionist. Right. So I can split up way more often. That's So that's what I did last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I'm going to spend this week doing is just trying to dig in a lot more and clean. Um, I feel like I, I just need to spend more time getting into detail with things and it's just... I don't have enough time. So that's what it is. I have been talking a lot to fr- friends about just in general the next steps for <clears throat> the growth that I want to have as a as a director, mm. you know, and as a musician, but also where I want the kids to go. And um, I had a really great conversation last night with Robert Herring's. Well, really this weekend um, with Robert Herring's about um, just making sure that I am not afraid to go slow and get into the weeds about it yep. because that it will feel super, super, super tedious, but it will pay off so much more in the end if I do it, you know, and, and a lot of people do that right at the beginning. And I did that right at the beginning. And then I kind of sped it up a little bit just so they get an idea of where it's supposed to go. Because I do think it at, in certain instances, when you go super slow all the time, just my personal thing, the kids get a little bit um, disconnected from it. <clears throat> and so um, I I did that to start. And then I did larger chunks at faster to give them a little bit of a break. And now I'm going to break the news to them that we're going back <laughs> to zero. I mean, I think that's fine. It's just how do you pace that within your lesson plan? And I think right. we've both been doing that in terms of like, if I'm not working with you, go to a mm-hmm. practice room and go work on this specific thing. Right. I've been building it into my lesson yeah. plan in particular, you know, um, how I can do it. And then, so right now what the kids see on the lesson, I just call it a guide now. Cause it's not everything. It's my agenda. Yeah. It's the agenda for what we're doing. So they know how, like what day they're working on what, like mm-hmm. what movement or what section, and then I'm going to go down, which I normally do after spring break. Down the row. No, like I I make my detailed schedule. I make my oh, tick li- list typically yes. after spring break. But I actually think I'm going to make my tick list now and start it. I also feel like you're a little bit more ahead of the game of where you normally are. Just because yeah. the kids are reading a little better. Yeah, they're reading uh, <clears throat> reading well. But, I mean, Firebird itself is just, guys, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to do it well. But it's, you know, 
from a teaching standpoint that mm-hmm. like, that's what I worry. I mean, I'm, I don't know if you notice every time you're in here when I'm not with someone, it's like playing Firebird yes. constantly. Yes. Different variations. I also rented a, listen, I rented a DVD. No. Rented? No, from... no, no, no. On Amazon, I rented. Oh, okay. It's like Blockbuster. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> I, listen, the days of Blockbuster, I used to rent all the time, but I forgot to return them and then they blacklisted me. Are you still on their blacklist? It doesn't return. exist anymore. Yeah, there's one store. <laughs> <laughs> Where? I don't know. Keep going. Yeah. I'll find out. Anyhow, what was I going with that? I don't know. Oh, I rented. <laughs> sorry. I rented a a documentary on Stravinsky, and it was three and a half hours long. Did you finish it? No. <laughs> I ran out because I was watching it a little bit at a time, and then I had to rent it again. But it's only two ninety nine to rent, so I guess that's not too bad. But um, just like getting inside his head a little bit. And the influence of, you know, how he built his music and, you know, things like that. And his, I'm not, you know, I'm not a composer. I'm an inventor. He's, he was very much of that world. Like Mm. he doesn't compose music. He invents it, which does, you know, when when you say it like that and I think about it, I'm like, I think about the pieces he's done, like Rite of Spring. No one had ever heard anything like that before him. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's like, I want to know what his brain was like. I think um, special in a in a great way, <laughs> like very. I just I don't think he thought like anyone else in the world. Every once in a while, I sit down and think about like large pieces of work, mm-hmm. not just band things that just influence society is in in at, in general. Like mm-hmm. the whole Harry Potter series that came from somebody's brain, right? Like, what is going on in that lady's brain to come up with all that? Same thing with Stravinsky. Does it make you feel inadequate? Because it does make oh, me yes. Yes. feel I'm, that way. Like, I, there's no yeah. way I could do something like that. Yeah. 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 But what's interesting is once I hear it, I know what to do with it. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know if there's a like a psychology behind that. I, I think I'm in the camp of not being that creative. I don't think I'm like, I don't have that gene. Because of the emotion. Because of the emotion thing. Yeah. <laughs> there's just flatline. How how is the emotion coming? Um, is irate an emotion? Um, is yes. irritable an emotion? I'm talking about how to get the lyrical phrase. I correct. should get I should get an emotion chart. You know what? Maybe you should get a, a mood feelings ring. Feelings chart. <laughs> It'd just be black all the yeah, time. Yeah, just get a mood <laughs> ring, and then when it does show that it's black all the time, then we know you're dead inside. What is on Amazon? <laughs> you gonna <laughs> look it up right now? <laughs> oh. Circling back to Blockbuster, there's one store in Oregon. The original? The, I guess. I don't know. Wait, is it a, is it a museum, though? R- Revere Bend, Oregon. Not Riverbend. Blockbusterbend at gmail.com, in case you're... Blockbuster Bend? Yeah. Bend. Bend. Blockbuster Bend. Bend. Yeah, so your DVD you need to return, you can mail it. I don't even know where they are. I think I left them in the last house. <laughs> Just find me for uh, it. We're going to derail this episode. Yeah, it's true. Anyhow, <laughs> let's get back to what we're doing this these next week. So how do we get to spring break? What are you thinking about? Let's start with what you're doing with fourth band. Oh, fourth band is just trying to put as many band-aids on it right now. Um, the They're having a hard time with green bushes. And my approach to that has just been let's chunk. Go chunk by chunk by chunk. Because mm-hmm. it's the same thing over and over you and over. You should the thing that Mr. Floyd did with us on Gumsuckers. 
the the pulse thing mm-hmm. oh yeah we've done that mm-hmm. and they're they're doing okay on pulse but it's just matching style to style and like if the phrasing and it's really the we haven't done the hl stuff mm-hmm. but it's the back the back third of the piece especially when it goes into major for a second right, right, right. they they are definitely uncomfortable with that so that's this week is going to be wrapping that piece up and putting all the chunks together so you've not played it top to bottom? Have not played. Well, we have, we've attempted it. And when they got to that back third, it just fell apart. just like, what is happening? Yes. Yes. Okay. They're okay in the march. Um, they'll be fine with that. We're also doing, with that fourth band, we're also doing, um, not Colosidas, what's the? Pipe and Pipe thistle. Pipe and Thistle. Listen, that is a great tune and I'm sticking to it because it has a bunch of the Scottish medleys, melodies, melodies. What did you just I say? I don't know. It sounded like you said ice cream. Sorry. Scottish medley. <laughs> I thought it was like a... I don't know. Okay. That you put it on Neapolitan ice cream. It sounds like the... Yeah. Something so you put on ice cream. It sounds so good right now. Um, <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> she cycles through like three or four Scottish songs and it's the whole like the, the bagpipe theme. I'm going to keep going. Um, there's a, like a bagpipe section in there on, on the soprano voices, not not actual bagpipes because then that would be like a grade five um <laughs> but it's so fun and catchy i want to learn how to play bagpipes. i want to learn how to play bagpipes too but you ever seen that episode oxygen you, you seen that episode of friends yes with phoebe and ross like, yeah, yeah that's good i'm phoebe <laughs> you're in, phoebe in, I'm in ross. fourth bed <laughs> i'm ross no ross is fourth bed <laughs> <laughs> trying to get that breathing done yeah anyway um, so That's we're the best breathing gym you could do. Bagpipes? Yeah. Well, you just inflate the bag and squeeze it, right? With your air. You inflate, yeah. It's like blowing up a balloon and squeezing it with your elbow. It is not like blowing up a balloon. It can't be that hard. Anyone that plays bagpipes, would you please let us know about how much air it takes? With 90% of things. Also, if you play bagpipes, I'm impressed already. Yeah. Um, with 90% of things, I'm like, oh, I can do that. There was a kid in college... His name was Taylor. He's a trumpet kid. He played bagpipes in Longhorn Band. We did a, a, a we did the gladiator thing, yeah. and he pulled up on the front and played his bagpipes. Shut your face. Not kidding. I could probably find a YouTube about it. If there are any Coppell students that can play bagpipes out there, well, mm. I want to hear you. Look up how much it is to buy buy some some uh, bagpipes. Bagpipes. Do they have them on Amazon? <laughs> I don't know that I would buy bagpipes from Amazon. Where do you? Where would you even buy bagpipes? bagpipes? Us. That's a thing. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay. What is it called? Henderson Imports. Okay. They can go up to a thousand dollars. Oh, that's it. Oh, sorry, eight thousand dollars. Oh, okay. some of okay. these. Okay. Some of these are in the fifteen hundred dollar range. You can buy a Coca Bolo one for nine ninety nine. $999. Okay. Anyway. Pipe and Thistle. New I'm going to put that new, on the Bond package. <laughs> <laughs> Some bagpipes. Newer Carol Britton Chambers piece. Uh, I think it's a grade three. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's an earworm and it's a, it's a little annoying, but that's okay. Um, they're doing well on that, so I'm, I'm not too worried about that. Green Bushes is going to be our, our hill to climb. I, don't know, I couldn't think of an analogy in the moment. 
Okay. But that's and fourth band. What about your other band? Uh, so with second band, um, we're just fine tuning four Scottish dances right now. I haven't spent a whole lot of time on movement three, um, which is the slow lyrical tune, but it's very, uh, most of it, cause it's emotionless. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so this week we're, since I'm getting more sectional time with them, we're going to dig into that You should that just let me teach more. it. Well, you can have it next week when I'm gone. Oh, that's right. I'm covering for you. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, you can beat them a little bit. Okay. That's fine. That's good. So I um so obviously last week I decided uh we're gonna run the program on Thursday. It was it only had like you know how I talked about in oh, like car crashes and yeah, stuff? Seatbelts. Yeah, it only had like two crashes and like seven fender benders. <laughs> But um, it was not, it was recognizable 90% of the time. That's okay. We tried to run Aurora Awakes and then the car shut down in the middle of the road. Did it? Uh-huh. Okay. Airbag just went off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Anyhow, so w- I kind of prepared them to do that and I purposely didn't hit certain chunks that I have not because yeah. I thought they should they should be yes. able to play them. Um, and... Quite shockingly, got through Firebird. I think I was the most shocked in the room. I was like, <laughs> "Did we just do that?" You know, um, it was not clean by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But understanding th- the whole thing for me was they need to mentally understand how difficult it is to get through the concert. It's kind of like when I started running mm-hmm. the Midwest music months and months, you know, in advance, um, and saying no no that we have to do this you know this is kind of this and i think that does well with that group of people i don't know that would be successful with every group of people because to them they see they now can understand their challenge and what they have to you know take into account for their individual part and then um as the ensemble and here's the deal as i post them i think that's a lot of people the recordings yeah oh absolutely well i think a lot of people don't do that um like I think peop- a lot of people record, but I don't know if a lot of people share record. Um, like, do they let the kids hear? Because recordings don't lie. No, it gives like in even in the live setting as a kid, you have a false sense of security. Right. Like I, all I really pay attention to, m- maybe, are the people sitting left and right of me. I don't hear the picture as a whole. Right. That's why. That's why I believe in posting recording. Right. So. Um, I started posting them last week. I didn't post the week before, and then I just started pulling everything in there so they could see their progress um, basically from past to present. And you can noticeably hear the changes in certain Mm -hmm. things, and then you see you're like, oh, this is why she keeps doing this. This is why she's hitting this so much in terms of that. And so now, now that we've done that, now I'm going to go back and micro yep you know things because now we know how to get through things but now we need to get through them flawlessly yeah as we go through i mean that's probably one of my favorite things about the tick sheet system yeah you really can get into the nitty-gritty detail things right the things that you really need to adjust and balance maybe it's it's just things that they're not hearing or understanding do you send your tapes to anyone Oh yeah, to my friends every every once in a while, not not habit not habitually. Like every week, I take a recording, but 
I I want to encourage people to send yes. recordings to people. Like I sent mine, uh, my march to Robert because he's fantastic at ears. Like he hears things that I don't hear all the time. And it's also good to get another person because we know what we think it sounds like and they just hear for, hear it for what it is. And don't be ashamed. And like, I mean, like I said, this is not any, this is noisy. This is, you know, I know the main, like we have to calm it down. I know those kinds of things, but I just need someone else to sit there and go, yeah, but what about this? You could try this. You could try this. Yeah. And you, it gets you, I mean, it's like your own professional development. It, it's something that I think that a lot of people are scared to do because the factor of maybe being embarrassed or um, like the person thinking that the other person is not a great teacher. And I don't, I don't approach it like that at all. Like I enjoy listening to bands and if someone sends me and says, hey, will you listen to the recording? I take it very seriously and I listen to it because they've, they have been vulnerable enough to send me the recording. So I need to be as detailed as I can, but also encouraging as I can of like, this is a great thing that you're doing, sending these off. Let's try this. Let's try this. Maybe let's try this, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I lived, I lived in that boat when I was younger. Um, I used to be really insecure about sharing recordings or having people come in. Never right. felt prepared for any of that. Right. And now I'm just like, who cares? Other people do it all the time. Right. Like nobody's, well, hopefully nobody's really judging me on what I'm doing. It's just about the quality of the recording and the things that I need to fix. And there are certain things that we know that, you know, maybe you don't or that you yep. know that we don't. And I think that's the whole aspect of collaboration and the activity that we need to focus on a little bit more. Because I think iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Oh, you know, for sure. So anyhow, record your band a lot. Send it to people. I'm recording twice this week. I'm I'm recording multiple times this week. And I haven't been recording a whole lot with fourth band. Um, I've just been taking quick little recordings on my phones mm-hmm. just, just as some check things. And when we say record, we do set up recording yeah, equipment. Just micro, like whatever, if you're a high school person, just throw up whatever your fun ensemble uses because that's what we do just yeah it's, two shotgun mics it's too it's really easy into garage band it's nothing really mm-hmm. complicated and you know we set them up and we make sure we don't bust them and <laughs> you know get them high enough as you can and then you go that's what we do yeah and i don't know if anybody else's kids are like that but a lot for for me anyway, the thing that I see is they perform better when they know a recording is happening. Right. Or I shouldn't say better. They just tend to be more mentally engaged. Mm-hmm. And I just... When you say recording is on. Yeah. yeah. I just, it, just play like that all the time. A lot of people record their entire rehearsal. I don't have enough time to go back and... <laughs> no, that's not... That's... I, I, I get... But there's a lot that can be done. I, I used to do that. I understand. And... There might be times where I need to do it because maybe I get it right and then maybe I get it wrong, hmm. you know, that I, but I'm not there yet. Again, I'm not back to that point yet, but yeah. I might be eventually. So anyhow, that's what we'll do. I'll record a lot over the next two weeks yep. and then I'll use those recordings over the break to make my plan. Yes. Um, because we have a concert a week after spring break. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, and so I have to be really strategic in those, I say four days because I don't play them on the last day because they're going to go play mm-hmm. late at night. For hours. For hours. So I don't play, they do their homework that day, but 
um, getting, figuring that out. Like, what am I going to do in those four days to make sure that it's successful? Yeah, but in big picture too, not just, so looking at our calendar right now, just not in terms of spring break only. Mm -hmm. Like, um, we have two weeks till spring break, Mm -hmm. right? And then that week right after spring break, you have that pre-UIL festival. And then that second week after we're back, I have uh, Jerry Miller, our fine arts director, coming out to listen to my bands. Mm Mm-hmm. And then right after that, I, I have him coming out as well. That same week? Sometime, yeah. I think is right after that our pre UIL that week? April, yeah. Yeah. And then, then we have pre UIL. And then two weeks out after that is UIL. So right. just in terms well, of. Joni comes in twice before. Oh, then. Joni comes in next week too. Yes. So yeah. just trying to, um, I guess, incremental goals. In, in terms of pacing, like I have to be prepared. I feel like I have to be prepared to a certain extent for when Joni comes in. Right. So because I'm also not here. I'm out judging that those two days. And then whenever whatever feedback she has for me, when I come back on that Friday, I plan on taking another recording, combining those two things, like doing my own little tick sheet before I leave for spring break with Joni's notes. And then that'll set up that week after spring break. Yeah. That's my entire week. And then at the end of that week... I take another recording and start all over again. Yeah. It's just tedious, but it, it gets the, I think it's a good system to get the job done. Right. We're very, so I asked some friends, I need to get better organized in lots of things. Mm-hmm. And so I've been asking my friends what apps they use and they use this, uh, one called tick tick that I think I'm going to use that to help break down some of this stuff that we need to get done over the next couple of weeks. Tick tick. Yeah. Anyhow, so that's how we're getting into spring break and then trying to get our cleaning process as we get ready for these clinicians and we get ready for just the performances that are coming up. Yeah. Um, So last week we talked about. Oh, this whole Mount Rushmore. This Mount Rushmore thing. I haven't been able. Granted, I haven't given a whole lot of thought since that conversation, but it's a recurring thought in my brain. Like that is a hard. That's a hard question. Okay. Because now I'm like, okay, what about Jason Fettig and the whole March system that he set up on YouTube? Like, it is so easy now Mm -hmm. to be able to go and listen to a March and look at a score at the same time, just because all of those have been set up. I think that there are, you know, the Fennell and the Sousa Mm -hmm. and the uh, Carl King and all these folks that set it up before us right now i i do think the next generation of people if that makes sense is really changing the game for us you know i think um you you know you talked about jerry junkin last week you know and i i got to thinking about him like he his love for composition and having commissioned so many pieces of work of, of of substantial literature that he has built a a wonderful relationship with composers and helped composers yeah. you know i think about how would the would the activity be what it is now had someone like him not really started this whole kind of turn of the wind. Like he's, I just feel like he's really creative. And I feel like he's always been on the cutting edge mm-hmm. of what needs to happen. And then he's trained so many people through his, you know, doctoral program 
that now are out there doing what he, you know, what he, he taught them, but also his now influence, yeah. his influence has now created this massive, you know, expansion, I think of composition. And I'm not saying that he's the only one that's done that. I mean, you think about Ravelli and, uh, the guy that used to be at, um, and the guy that really was at Michigan, but then who followed him, Haithcock. Yeah. You know, all of these guys and these conducting symposiums and things are happening. Kevin you've got Saddle Kevin Saddle Tall and now he, Richard he, Floyd. Yeah. They just, they have done so much for the activity that, um, you know, we, we wouldn't recognize what band was no. without them now. No. And even on the composer side, like you look at Frank Tichelli giant in the industry mm-hmm. and then following that now john Mackey has been the popular and omar popular thomas guy, yeah. and now omar thomas it just on, branches out yeah it yeah. just the expansion of literature that has happened over the last 30 years and the accessibility of yes, literature alone that's true i think we have those guys to thank yeah. because or else we'd still be all playing the same thing dedicatory overture and Declaration overture. And declaration. Yeah. I mean, they all had the same simulations, yeah. you know. Claude and there's Smith. nothing wrong with those pieces. It's great to play the classics. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love playing classic band. But I also love the challenge of what's happened. You know, and even, you know, I'm doing the Yako Neff's version of the Firebird mm-hmm. and what he has done with transcriptions from orchestra to band, I mean, are fantastic. I mean, he's really done a great job. Of like he did the Pines of Rome that I did last year, and, and now we're using this one, and he has another one out there um, that's really good. I can't remember what it's called right now, but anyhow, um, I just I just think about how none of this would have happened without some of these great folks as they do it. So changing I don't the activity, it, it's true. So I don't I don't think it can be called Mount Rushmore. I think it should be like Disney World of band. What's the I don't know. I've never been to Disney where they have the different worlds. Yeah. What is there a name for that? Epcot. Oh, Epcot of band. Yeah. Hmm. Band Epcot. And you go visit the different countries, which would be the different styles of the directors. Bancot. Bancot. No, that's too lame. Maybe. Work in progress. Yeah. (laughs) So that really got us thinking about people that have changed the activity. You know, um, you know, I think about from a woman's standpoint, I think about Paula Kreider. Yep. And, you know, here's an interesting story. I don't know if you know. Um, obviously, she was a director of Longhorn Band mm-hmm. and she's emeritus director. But when I was in Longhorn Band and I was in the sorority, the service sorority, Tau Beta Sigma, we had mentors. And PC was mine. PC. You know, and I, I could ask her, I mean, because I was a music education major and she, I think she took a lot of interest in all of us that were music education and everyone in general, but hearing her speak and just the motivational content she would give you by just being herself. She wasn't saying things that were anything we didn't know, Mm -hmm. but just knowing it was her and she, she changed the activity for all of us. I don't know that I've ever met her. Oh, she's but fantastic. But I know she's a giant. Yeah. Um, 
did you see the lady moving the chairs on the risers <laughs> yeah, at Midwest? Yes, yes, I know. That was Paula Kreider. That yes. was Paula Kreider. I can't believe. <laughs> that she was doing it. She's yeah. like, well, it's got to get done, Kim. You know? But anyhow, um, and then just kind of keeping up with her a little, little bit here and there um, throughout the years and just realizing that I get to do what I get to do today because of people like her, you know. You know, uh, so I showed this video. It was interesting. I showed this video of Stravinsky yeah. conducting in 1960, uh, the New York Philharmonic, and then I showed uh, 2017 L.A. doing it. No, 2017 London doing it and 2020 L- L.A. Uh, Philharmonic doing it. And one of the observations the kids made, because I had them write a, you know, a, a synopsis on it, one of, the, one of the things the kids said was, I noticed there's no women yep. in this in the 1960s New York film. And I didn't notice. I mean like I I did, but I didn't I didn't bring attention to it or whatever and a lot of, and some other people have commented on it too. They're like, but I I feel, you know, maybe that change and and I think about who's helped make that. And then I was know there, I know there's more than Paula Kreider that's done it, but in Texas in particular, I can, I, I really think that she's kind of changed the aim for us. Cause I mean, she was at Crockett when they won. Yeah. That is wild. As somebody who, who came from Austin ISD, that yep. is wild. And she practiced on the about. same, yep. same turf. I mean, the same field that we did. Burger, good old burger. Good old burger. And she stood right back there. And I, every time, so every time I got up there, I remembered that she had been there. And it was just one of those things that I just wanted to make her proud. And even though I didn't even talk to her, yeah, you know, so it's interesting to see the giants that have changed yeah. the activity. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've got people like Amanda Drinkwater that, that kicks the door open. I mean, slams it yeah. down, you know. And she does it in the most sophisticated, classical way. Oh, yes. Um, I'll never forget when those mellophone players came out of that flower. It was brilliant in that show, but botanical show that they did. Yeah, like all of the early 2000s stuff when they first started winning state. With all the all, things. Just like. They were stunning. How? It was stunning. Still, still. Yeah, it's still, still stunning. Still good, yeah. But yeah, just what she did and then the, the just the level of detail that she taught us, you know, everything must be detailed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I loved it when she picked at us a little bit about the, did we get the teals, the right color on our, on our podiums? She may have been joking, but I took that very seriously. (laughs) She might've been, but you know what she didn't, wasn't joking about that gold. She loved that gold. Listen, it was approved by her. It was, it did approve. It did get approved. That was a life goal. (laughs) Check. Check. <laughs> but anyhow, you think about people like that that have said, and then yeah. I think about young people like Katie Van Dorn now and and now what she's doing with Vandergrift. And I'm really proud of the advancement of the activity in more ways than mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And it, as somebody with a different background, mm-hmm. I, I notice those things all the time. Yeah. All the time. Well... Yeah. So I don't know that we can do a Mount Rushmore. I I think it has to be like a lookbook. (laughs) A lookbook. Uh, Yeah. Maybe if we built, we could, we should write a baby book about band for McCutcheon, for little McCutcheon, baby McCutcheon. Okay, great. 
We should go work on that. We should. Okay. Is that it on all the things? Yeah. 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 Okay. Listen, we got a little tangent there at the end, but maybe a little too serious. Yeah. Don't you worry. We'll come. We'll be more entertaining next week. How about that? There you go. (laughs) Jesus. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye, everyone.